0: What it do, baby? Welcome back to episode 9 of the Basketball Junkies podcast. I'm your host, Sadie K. I'm with my boy, the one and only Slim H.
1: What up, what up, everyone? It's your boy, Slim H. I know we've been off for a little bit. Sometimes life gets in the way, but we're back and we're better than ever. We're going to have dropped two episodes to make up for it this week. Today's episode is going to be a short episode about the playing games that are starting on Tuesday night. And then sometime in the weekend, we're going to be dropping an episode on our playoff matchups. That's going to be more in-depth because these games, the playing games are only one game series. So it's kind of hard to go too in-depth on them because, you know, anything can happen. But we're going to try our best. We're going to give you a few stats about those teams, give them a breakdown, and then give our predictions. But without further ado, I'm super excited. So let's get started.
0: Yeah, no, super exciting episode still, even though it'll be a short one but for those of you that don't know how the play-in tournament works let me break it down for you so we have the 7 8 playing one game the winner of that gets the seventh seed the loser of that game will have to play the winner of the nine versus ten seed game to get the eighth seed so for example right now in the east we have charlotte in 10 versus indiana if they win they get to advance and play the loser of the celtics versus washington i hope that's clear so let's get into it. Let's start with our first game that'll happen Tuesday at 6.30. We got the 10th seed, Charlotte, at the 9th seed, Indiana. Aiden, give me your predictions.
1: Well, like I mentioned in the intro, it's, it's it's hard. It's a one-game series. It's hard to make, hard to see, hard to judge anything, you know? It's not like a seven-game series where you can look at deep stats and look at their previous matchups. It's a one-game series. Like, I mean, anything can happen. You look at three or four years ago, like a 36-year-old, like Andre Miller, he dropped 50 points on the team. I mean, anyone can drop. Someone might go off one game. You know, LaMelo might drop 50, 60. You never know. It's one game. Anything can really happen. If we do look at an injury report, Gordon just announced that Gordon Hayward, he's not coming back. He's not going to be here for this game, at least, which is a huge blow for the Hornets. Uh, he's missed 28 games this season, and the record of them is 9-19. and I mean, this guy's a difference maker. He's been he's been there all started this season. He makes LaMelo better. He makes everyone better. He was having a career year, and it just sucks for him. and it sucks for the team. They were playing so well, I felt him. I think they were, before he got injured, they were like the 4th or 5th seed. I mean, they were looking to make a serious run, and now they've fallen all the way to the ninth seed, which sucks. Uh, On the Pacers side, they're also dealing with injuries. Turner's been out a while, which you mentioned back a few podcasts ago. And Malcolm Brogdon's been injured for the past 10 games of a hamstring injury. Uh, I don't, nothing's been, I haven't heard anything about Miles Turner, but uh, I wouldn't expect him back. Malcolm Brogdon was a game time decision last last game. So I would expect him to suit up probably. He's a low all-star caliber player when he's at his peak. uh, Super efficient. And he's a really key for this Pacers team because without him, they don't really have a a point guard who can get buckets. They got TJ McConnell playing big minutes. I mean, he's good. I like TJ McConnell. He works hard, but. He's not a playoff caliber roster player, maybe off the bench, maybe getting 15, maybe maximum 20 minutes a game, but he can't be getting 30, 35 minutes, same as Aaron Holiday, another guy. He can't be getting big minutes. So Malcolm Baum is a big piece for him, and I do expect him to play. We'll have to wait and see. seems all signs point to him. He's been a game-time decision the past couple games, and this is a must-win game for the Pacers and the Hornets, so I expect him to be out there. If he's out there, he's going to change the whole game. But even without him, my question for the, the Charlotte Hornets is, who's going to guard the Montesabones? Because I don't see anyone on that roster who can guard him. He's been feasting. Past 10 games, he's averaging 22 points, 14 boards, and 10 assists, which is a triple-double. I mean, he's dominated. He's dominated the past two matchups against him. They had two back-to-backs in January, and he feasted on their front court. The head-to-head head matchup favors the Hornets, 2-1, to one, but that was with Hayward. With Hayward out, and the Brogdon's back. I love the Hornets. I love LaMelo, but I think Sabona's going to pop off. I think the Indiana Pacers will win.
0: I get your sentiments, and I really do feel bad for the Hornets. Sunday, they went from the eighth seed. With a guaranteed at least one home game by the end of Sunday, they fell to the tenth seed, and now they got to play both games on the road. If they do get two games, I think their inexperience has showed recently. Um, in their last ten, they went three and seven. Lamelo's been back for all ten. They've lost some bad games on the road. They're just a young team, in my opinion. They do have a lot of young talent, but I think a lot of that talent talent feeds off the energy of when they play at home. It's difficult to get into regular routine on the road. Imagine you got to wake up in a hotel. You got to get your meals aren't the same. Your drive to the stadium isn't the same, especially for one game. All those things can, can affect you. I just don't know if they have the experience to overcome that. But then on the other hand, the Pacers in their last 10 games, they haven't been much better. Four and six. They don't have Turner. And you got the Hornets who have a bunch of players who love getting to the basket. Rozier, Graham, Bridges, Ball. Without Turner in the middle, who is going to stop them? Plus, the Pacers have this whole issue with their head coach. He is also on the hot seat. TJ Warren elected for. Surgery this year, so you didn't have to play under him. Even though, like, the Pacers have home court advantage, 25% of their capacity can only be filled, so it's not that big of a deal. It's just who do you think has the better team right now? You like you said, brogdon has been injured, no Turner, but they still have Sabonis and Levert. O'Shea Brissett's been playing well, and then you got to go on the other hand with the Hornets who have Lamelo, Graham, Rozier, Bridges, PJ Washington. If I were to give a prediction, I'm gonna say just because the Pacers have fallen off recently with their coaching troubles, no Miles Turner. I do believe the Hornets will will probably beat them, and they will get it. They will get a third game, even though it'll be on the road. I just think with so much going on in Indiana, I don't think they'll overcome it.
1: Yeah, no, like it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game regardless. I think it's anyone's game. I just got I just don't see. As Sabonis, I think he's a matchup problem. Wherever they go big or wherever they go small on him, he can attack anyone. And he's playing at an all, all NBA level all season. But uh, eh, that's we'll see what happens. Like I said, it's one game. Anything could happen. Uh, moving on, we got the Wizards visiting the Boston Celtics. Wizards coming in the eighth seed. Celtics number seven. We got nine PM marquee matchup. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
0: So, well, we all know Jalen Brown season-ending surgery it sucks for them. They made the last year they made the Eastern Conference Finals. Now they're in a play-in tournament. Saw an ESPN first take today that people think Brad Stevens should be on the hot seat right now, even after just one bad season, but they were saying he lost the locker room. Tatum seems to ignore him from time to time, but Tatum came out on Stephen A's world and said, no, there's no problem between him and Brad Stevens, but they do have a lot of upfront talent with him brown smart walker fournier in their last 12 games they went four and eight they've lost to cleveland okc charlotte chicago i think the lack of interior presence is going to make it difficult for them you could still go small ball in a sense if you still had uh jalen brown around right you could have went brown tatum smart walker fournier that way they could stretch the floor limit the amount of impact a big man might have in this game but now I guess the best lineup they have is if they put in Robert Williams, Tatum, Smart, Fournier, and Walker. It's tough, right? Because without Jalen Brown, I don't know how good their defense will be because with him, they were ranked 14th best. One stat I did find is Tatum and Walker on the floor together. They are the highest ranking offense. They have the highest ranking offensive rating for duos in the NBA that have played 500 minutes together. That is pretty good, right? Especially since the Wizards give up the most points in the NBA. They're ranked 19th in defensive rating. But those defensive stats, to me, you got to take it with a grain of salt, right? Westbrook was injured. Beal was injured. They went two weeks, basically, with their entire team in COVID protocol, coaches in protocol. But coming in to this playing tournament, they're the hottest or one of the hottest teams in the NBA. And this is a single game. And when it comes to one game, like you said, anyone can go off. But when you have a superstar, it's kind of just written. They got more firepower, in my opinion, than the Celtics have right now. Westbrook, four triple-double seasons. He can go off. He's been shooting less threes. Robin Lopez and Daniel Gafford, yes, the Daniel Gafford that you mentioned way back then. They've been playing well in the paint. And Bradley Beal, who just finished second in the scoring title run. He does have hamstring tightness. It showed on Sunday against the Hornets. But he can take over a game in any any minute he's a second tier star to me one of the best scorers we have in the nba and to be honest i definitely do think they will beat the celtics to get into that seventh seed and it's gonna to me it just makes the nba better having the wizards face the nets in the first round kd versus westbrook what can what else can you ask for so to me that leaves me with the celtics versus the hornets and even though the Celtics are shorthanded, so are the Hornets without Hayward. I just think they have the experience to overcome the Hornets. There's no way Tatum's going to lose two games in a row, especially to the Hornets. Plus, Kemba Walker is playing his former team. Extra incentive. To me, it's going to be seven Wizards, eight Celtics.
1: Man, you know, everything you said and said, man, was right on point. I mean... Celtics, they've looked. they haven't looked good all season. Uh, this was one of the teams that the trade deadline I was really high on for the second half of the season. I really thought they could make a strong playoff push. Obviously, they still can. They have an opportunity to make the playoffs. But I mean, something hasn't been right with the team all season. I, I do think they don't win the playing games, Celtics. I do think Brad Stevens will be on the hot seat. I mean, like you mentioned, it does seem like he's lost some of the players in the locker room. Uh, there was rumblings before that uh, Indiana, University of Indiana, the Hoosiers, they were making him a big offer, something like $70 million for a seven-year contract something crazy money he denied that but um, you never know in the summertime like we all i said i mentioned a couple of times to one game series and then these one game series it's about who can get me a bucket this game's gonna be close i don't think they're gonna be blow games these teams are gonna be tight and they come down to in the fourth quarter who can get me a bucket down by two two minutes left and need any scores. and so they got tatum good score great score one of the best in the game. But Wizards, they got more. They got more guys who have been there. They got Bradley Beal and Brody. And in these one game series, even though I don't like Russell Westbrook that much, I mean, I got to take him. He's been balling. They both been balling all season long. Westbrook's heating up the past games. The Wizards, they're 15 5 in the last 20. They are at the hottest team in the NBA. I, I got to go with them. The one thing with the Celtics, Brad Stevens is a much better coach than uh, Scott Brooks. That's only one thing. So maybe he can out- outsmart Scott Brooks. But if Scott Brooks keeps playing Daniel Gafford, give him 30 minutes this game. I mean, it's a guaranteed win for the Wizards. So that leaves me with the Celtics and the Pacers for the eighth seed. And I'm going to keep it short and simple. Once again, it comes down to star power. Who can get me a bucket? Pacers, I'm just not seeing it. So bonus is good, but against the Celtics team, I think they can D him up. They got a couple front court players who can guard him. Robert Williams, really high on him. He's going to be key. I think Tatum will bring him. They're not going to, they're a little bit here. Celtics, and we will leave a good, First series matchups with the 76ers for the Celtics in the first round, which you never know, might have some upset potential, but that's for our Saturday episode. Uh, moving to the West Western Conference, we have first game of the night, 7.30 p.m., the number 10 Steve san san antonio spurs resident the ninth seed and memphis grizzlies uh head to head the grizzlies won the series this season two to one i think memphis is one of the most underrated teams in the nba Uh, i was gonna mention them last last podcast how no one talks about the metal i mean i don't think what have we done Simon? i think this might be our 10th episode i think i don't think we've mentioned memphis once have you mentioned them because they're mm -hmm.
0: not underrated they do have a young core but i just think you might be boosting a little but continue like ah. I don't know. I just, no one talks about him. Mainstream
1: media, nobody talks about him. I, I never talk about I don't even figure... I don't figure them as a contender, but I think they're a team that's going to be a tough out in the play-ins, right? play-ins and in the playoffs. Uh, coach Jekin, he's ke- kept the Grizzlies' identity from the Mike Conley days, from the Zebo days, of grit and grind. He's done a great job. When he got hired, it was a year ago or two years ago, everyone's like, who's this? I think Dave Yoger was a was coach and he had done a decent job in Memphis. And we're like, who's Taylor Jenkins?" No one's ever heard of this guy. And I mean, if you ask most NBA fans now... I still think no one would know who Tara Jenkins is because you don't see this guy in the headlines. Nobody, You probably couldn't even saw a picture of him. Nobody would know who he is. But he's done a great job of keeping the identity. Uh, this team works hard. They play solid defense. Uh, John Morant, he just said last week, he we posted on Instagram, he said, oh, I'm a top five point guard in the NBA. No doubt. I don't know about that, but he's got the confidence. he got the swagger. He's got the star power for the one-game series. I mean, I, I got to go to the Grizzlies. I think they're going to game plan against the Spurs and their lack of shooting. De- Deontay Murray... Not the greatest shooter, DeMar DeRozan, afraid to shoot. That's uh, going to hurt the Spurs. As much as I love Pop, I love, as much as I love the Spurs and their ball moving and everything, I think this Grizzlies team is the real deal. I think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I got to go with Grizzlies. I'm
0: not trying to shit on you or anything, Hayden, but no one talked about the Grizzlies because they suck. Um, like, they have young talent, and you're talking about the grit and grind era, but that grit and grind era didn't win anything. They what, made one Western Conference finals. Second round exit. They had the Warriors down 2 1 and still lost. I don't know if that's something to be proud of. That's like me being happy of the DeMar and Lowry era for getting into the Eastern Conference Finals once. I do agree with you. They have a young core. They have potential to grow. I just don't think pieces like Dylan Brooks, he's a Canadian. I'm not trying to hate on him, but those kind of pieces aren't what they need to surround Jackson and Morant. Morant needs to improve his jump shot. He's been lacking. I think they said he's shooting like 17% in the past 10 games. But if I, I'm not going to lie, like, I, I saw this game and to me, it really doesn't matter because I don't think either one of these teams is going to be in the seventh or eighth seed by the end of this tournament. Yes, the Grizz have young players, young core, no experience. The Spurs are in no man's land. They have a mix of vets and young players. I am a DeMar DeRozan fan. I think he has more of an ability to impact the entire game from scoring, passing, than anyone on the Grizzlies. He's been there. He's He has experience. Coach Pop is one of the best coaches of all time. In a one-game series, I definitely think he'll out-coach. Yes, no one knows who that coach is, so I don't even remember his name. So I do have the Spurs winning this game, no problem.
1: I got to give a shout out to my guy, Dylan Brooks, one of the best Canadian bucket getters in the NBA. And I think he's the perfect example of these playing games on, you don't know what's going to happen. Because this guy is either going to be super hot or he's going to be super cold. He's either going to go – he's either going to drop 30 on the Spurs or he's going to go out shooting like one for 15. I mean, this guy's super hot and cold, and he's a perfect example of in these one-game series where if one guy gets hot, it's going to be over. And if Dylan Brooks gets hot, it's over. And I think he's a key part for his Memphis team. But moving on to the big game, number 8 seed Warriors versus 7 seed Lakers, 10 p.m., huge matchup in the NBA. I mean, this is the reason for the playing games. This is what they really envision. This is like the dream. Nothing can get better than this. This It's a huge matchup. Curry versus LeBron. Lay it on me, Simon.
0: You know what? This is the reason for the playing games. You're absolutely correct. This is probably one of the most exciting games that we've had all season. The Lakers, LeBron and 80 they look healthier than I've ever seen them in quite some time. Against the Pelicans on Sunday, LeBron exploded to the rim on an alley-oop. It was nasty, but... He did fall and he grimaced. So health is still a question for them on this playoff run. They ended the season on a five-game winning streak. In that streak, they beat the Suns and the Knicks without Bron Braun. I think the team has confidence. And they are one of the better te- defensive teams in the NBA when they're healthy. They sit at the seventh seed right now. And I'm going to tell you this. It's crazy. Because on the last day of the season, so many s- teams could have changed positions. And the Clippers, they were tied with the Nuggets. They could have easily won and moved into the third seed, but I think they purposely lost, and they tried to tank just like the Nuggets tried to tank to avoid being in that third seed. Because in the second round, the winner of the second versus seventh seed has to play the winner of the third versus the sixth seed. And I don't think the Clippers and Nuggets wanted to play the Lakers that early. The Lakers, even being in the seventh seed, Currently could fall to the eighth, are the most dangerous team in the Western Conference. And that's crazy. I don't give LeBron a lot of flowers for what he's done, but he has struck fear in every team in the Western Conference because the Suns were trying to get to the first seed to avoid them in the second in the first round. The Jazz tried to hold on to the first seed to avoid them in the first round. They're scary. They have depth. And look, the Warriors, they're winners of eight of their last 10. They beat the Jazz, the Suns. Steph Curry's been going crazy in the last 11 games. He has nine 30 plus point games. He single-handedly carried that team. And look, I was hating on Steph. I didn't even think he deserved to be in the MVP conversation when we had that last episode. And he has changed my mind. The guy, he's special. He makes small players like me feel like I can still make it to the league. But if I'm being honest, even Draymond, I was hating on Draymond, but the connection him and Steph have, it's on another level everyone's been hating on Wiggins but if you look at the stats Wiggins has had a career year in terms of shooting percentage three-point percentage he's averaging one steal one block 19 points per game like they have the ability to maybe scare the Lakers in that in this game but I definitely think like no one on the Warriors can guard LeBron and AD like I don't think Draymond can guard Anthony Davis so Steph could still hit 40, 45, 50, which I think he will have 40 plus, but I just think LeBron and eighty are too much to lose this game.
1: Yeah, no. I do got to agree with you on all the point you said. This going to be the game of the year. I think it's going to be more viewed than the uh, NBA Finals unless the Lakers and Brooklyn meet up. I don't think it's going to happen, but it, like, this, everyone's going to be on Twitter. Everyone's going to be on Instagram. Everybody's watching this. This is the must-watch game. Head to head, Lakers won a series 2 to 1. Two blowouts. Uh, for the Lakers wins and then a close game when the Warriors won. My mind is saying Lakers all day, Lakers all day. I mean, it's an easy pick. You mentioned it. They got the two best, two of the best players in the NBA. They look somewhat healthy. I mean, their matchup problems for the Warriors. It's LeBron, right? You don't you don't bet against LeBron. You don't take, you don't go against LeBron. But my heart is saying, take in the Warriors. I mean, Steph Curry is playing at an unreal level, a level that no one's ever seen in the NBA. It's a one-game series. We've seen what Curry does in one-game series back when he was at Davidson in March Madness. This guy upset big-name teams, huge-name teams, like Georgetown, I believe. And no one can guard him. He drop him 40 a game, and he's one game. Do or die. This guy's made for this moment. I got to go with the Warriors. I, I love the Lakers. I love LeBron. But like I mentioned before, I got to take the best player on the court, the best scorer. And Curry's playing at the, as, as the best player in the NBA. Simple as that. It pains me to see because I, I love LeBron. But, I mean, it's hard to argue that Curry looks like the best player in the NBA. And he is the best player in the NBA right now. He is unguardable. Uh, he can go supernova at any moment and in the one-game series. You got to take that. I look at the Lakers and who's going to guard him? He's such a matchup problem. No one can guard him. I think Draymond, no one talks about Draymond, but he's a big game player, Draymond Green. From Michigan State, he lives for these moments. He was good in March Madness back in the day. I know it's college basketball, but no one talks about his game seven performance where I think he hit in 2016 finals where I think he hit seven or eight frees. Nobody talks about that. It's all about Kyrie's shot. If Kyrie hadn't hit that shot, everyone would be talking about big game Draymond Green and I think. He can guard LeBron. He can guard AD a little bit. I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife on defense. He's going to cause problems. And I think it's Warrior team. If it's a seven-game series, I'm taking the Lakers. But one game, I got to go with the best scorer in the NBA, the best player in the NBA. And that's Steph Curry. Simple as that.
0: So, look, I'm just going to say this. There is a defense you can play on the Warriors that will limit them. And you just run a box in one. Nick Nurse did it on Steph when they all got injured in the finals. Then he had terrible shooting performances. It is possible. To me, the Lakers will finish 7th. The Warriors will beat the Spurs, I think, easily and take the 8th seed. Those are my final predictions. So Eastern Conference, I got the Wizards 7th, Celtics 8th, Western Conference, Lakers 7th, Warriors 8th, and that's how you're going to have also the best playoff matchups going forward
1: yeah in the in the seven game series yeah you can run a box and run like uh nick nurse did but and this one game series i mean i gotta go steph simple as that he's shown it before he's proven it he's playing at an all nba level he's playing like i said he's the best player in the nba and nobody can guard him i don't know what frank vogel you gotta say frank vogel one of the best defensive coaches in the nba i'd love that i want to see what he's gonna game plan because i mean what are you gonna look at Steph Curry get 60 and try to guard everyone else you can try, but maybe Curry goes for 70. You never know. That's the way you guys have been shooting. He's unreal.
0: Oh, but, my God. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> you never this. know. But moving I'm not, on. I'm not. My, I'm not. Go ahead. I'm not. Hold on. I'm not a LeBron James fan, so it pains me to defend him. But, bro, it's. Harder for Steph to score than it will be for LeBron to score in this game. So I don't know what you're talking about, but I guarantee you maybe midway through the third period, it's gonna be a 15 point blowout. Anyways, give me your predictions.
1: So like I said, I had the Celtics winning the East and then in the West. I got the so I had the Grizzlies winning their matchup, first matchup, and then the Lakers losing, which so there'll be Grizzlies versus Lakers. And I think I said when I was talking about the Grizzlies how they're gonna be a good, a strong playoff team, and they're gonna be a tough playoff out. Uh, that was a mispronunciation. I meant they're going to be a strong play-in game because there's no way the Lakers are going to lose two straight. 100% Lakers, seed. they're going to beat the Grizzlies. That's going to be a blowout. And then we're going to have Utah versus the Lakers first-round matchup. That's going to be good. Uh, I'm not going to get my prediction yet because we're going to have an episode coming out Saturday or Sunday with our playoff uh, previews. This was just a quick episode to go over the play-in games. Uh, but I'm really excited for the playoff matchups moving forward. They're going to be great games. But first, like I said, we got these play-in games. These are going to be great games. Uh, we've given you the predictions. Now we just got to see what happens.
0: Yeah, no. know. Uh, tomorrow's going to be an exciting, exciting day. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in to the Basketball Junkies podcast. The playoffs are among us. This is the best time of the year. So to keep up with all things NBA, follow us on IG, the Basketball Junkies podcast. I'm your man, Sadie K. And I'm with my boy, Slim H, signing off. Stay safe, y'all. Peace.